0: McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. They expect me to walk away from Luton with nothing. I'll make very sure there's nothing to walk away from.
2: welcome back to the oak road hatter podcast i'm billy mully today joined by jamie castle following saturday's 3-1 defeat at brentford jamie you were there how was it
1: uh, i think i've only just defosted that's for sure um, it was probably the coldest i've been since that darlington away 5-0 don't know when that was but that, that, that sticks in my memory in terms of being absolutely freezing midweek at Darlington. But, yeah, Brentford on Saturday was 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 close to it. Um, and then, yeah, just frustrated. I've sort of, after a game like, like yesterday, you just, I, I just try and take the weekend away from social media and football just to try and not get dragged too down about a result or a performance. performance. Um, so, yeah, I've had a nice sort of refresh of a weekend after Brentford and back to it with a... Pretty big week ahead, Arsenal and City at home. You, um, I, I, I don't think you get any harder than that, obviously, apart from being away. But if, if you remove the home and away sort of caveat in terms of teams, you don't get much harder than that in this league.
2: That is for sure. As mentioned at the start, we'll be going through Saturday's 3-1 defeat to Brentford, but also Carson eye over Arsenal at home. One that I'm really, really looking forward to and... If history tells us anything, Luton liked to bounce back well. So that's uh, probably an extra reason why I'm buzzing for Tuesday night, but we take it back to Saturday and probably looking back at the last pod we did, we were mentioning that that Brentford had a lot of injuries, a lot of shuffling of the pack. Does that bring back, uh, sorry, bring about a, a sort of element of disappointment because not necessarily they they weren't there for the taking, but it was a good time to play them. Um, the, the way sort of injury situations stacked up on them,
1: I thought it absolutely was a good time to play them, and and it, they were and they were there for the taking. Uh, I, I don't think that's that's big headed or or harsh on them to say. I think if you break down the performance first half, we were absolutely fine. We were comfortable. Were probably the most comfortable we've been in a, in a half of football this season. They cause next to no threat I I, I I haven't got like the stats in front of me in terms of first half xg but probably only had about two shots outside the box um what wasn't really scared in terms of the threat from them and you're thinking getting at half time and we're, we're always a side that grows into a game and gets better as the game goes on given the stat we have in terms of late goals we can score um and, yeah, obviously injuries chase the game, which is just really, really devastating, really. But then equally, probably a few decisions made and a few errors, soft goals to concede. And it really does get you down a little bit, to be honest, because if you look at the month ahead, right, you've got, we've spoken about it, Arsenal and City. So clearly, obviously, you you, you think we have, a, we have a chance of getting a point maybe from those two. But any... Any Sane Luton fan would think, yeah, well, that's that's not out of six, so then that's that's another two games without getting points. So, really, was a good chance yesterday to get to get some points on the board at least one, that's for sure. Um, so that because adds to the frustration. Um, so there's loads of different factors which we, we could obviously break down over this first half of the pod, but just yeah, th- th- I think I think we, we, we've been frustrated quite a bit this season, but probably for me, no more so than yesterday.
2: And you mentioned nil-nil at half-time, Brentford offering fairly little in terms of clear-cut chances. I think, um, but by the sounds of things, Brentford fans were frustrated with that first-half display. And then you sort of cast your mind and you, you sort of look ahead to the next 15 minutes. And that, that is vital in a game like that. One where Luton are obviously defending quite low, we're, we're sucking up a lot of pressure... That 15 minutes becomes vital and, and quickly enough, we're 2-0 we're down chasing the game and it quickly goes from a, a fairly ideal situation to, to disaster, Jamie.
1: No, exactly. I'm, I'm just looking at the stats in front of me now. I mean, they had four shots off target and two shots on target in, in that first half, five blocked shots. So that shows how good we were at, 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 at defendants of it, our, our 18-yard box. XG of less than one when they ended up with 4, 3.47 XG over the game. So that just shows how how potent they were in the second half. I think you have to give them some credit to an extent because they caused us problems and they made the most of the the adversity that we experienced in terms of losing Lockie. I mean, that second half performance hasn't done Lockie any harm in terms of his, his status in the squad because we missed, we missed him badly. Clearly, if we had... A Burke fit, for example, or an Anderson, then and the impact would have been 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 less because we would have been able to have brought in a light for light. But in terms of our current squad as it sits, Lock Lockie's sort of grown grown in status in the squad. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, uh, looking at the second half, it, even even despite the injuries and despite the changes we we had to make, all three goals. I mean, I mean. Uh, Obviously, Edwards would say that every goal is avoidable, right? But all three of them, is just, you, you can't defend like that, that in this league. Like, it just can't happen. And okay, there's an element of luck in there. I mean, the second one in particular, where Ben Mee heads it and it comes off Carlton's right arm. But Colton obviously just just jumped and didn't really, he didn't seem to make an effort to try and get in front of the ball. He just sort of jumped a bit, bit half-hastily and, and just let, let the ball hit him. Um, and then the third one, Kaminsky gets down, I think, well to save. You can't really have any bad words against Kaminsky for the third one because he he, he it was a reaction save to 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 just to, to stop that first shot, and then you just got you have to have a supporting defender just to clear it. Um, so obviously, yeah, you can add the caveat that injuries didn't hurt, help us. I think if Lockyer stays on the pitch, if Mangi stays on the pitch, then that second half doesn't happen. But the players that come in and. No, no matter if you're a centre half or you're a fullback, or even if you're playing out position, you just you have to know how to you have to, to know how to defend first and foremost. Like, no, no, no matter where you play, um, so yeah, you just need need to do better there, and we we, we, we we need to learn a lot f- from those three situations in particular.
2: And of course, the Lockyer situation at half time uh, brought about a fair few questions uh, to Edwards as to to what he would do. Um, I think when you look at the squad there and you sort of look at the situation he found himself in, there were a lot of different um, ways he could have gone about it, opted for for Brown. A lot of, a lot has been made about that decision. What, what, what do you think? Do you think that it was too early to make a, a substitution like that? And, of course, we, we've got Giles there and um, there's a lot of talk on Lute and Twitter about the the... What is the point of bringing in Giles if he's not going to get that that game time? Um, I, I guess, what's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I think I completely agree with the, the voices against Giles. I mean, I, I, I was one of them early in the season and he hasn't done anything this season to to deserve to get a start. I think that, that, is, that, that is what everyone can agree on. But when it gets to the point where you have injuries, you... Rob Ebbers talks about in in his post match press conference about square pegs in round holes, but you've got a left wing back, and it's not like I mean, no no offence to a Joe Johnson, no offence to a Joe Johnson, where he's a a young lads, no real experience at any real senior level. Obviously, he's done really well in terms of getting into the England you've set up, but by and large, is still very very much a a young option. Ryan Giles was the the best wing back in the championship last year for. An electric bow aside and okay, he didn't, he or he hasn't done too much for us when he's got the chance this season. But there comes a time where you just need to just bite the bullet, and whether you trust him or not in that situation to 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 to, to play that half out against a very strong Mbomo, you just have to just risk it because it. Not only are you not playing a left footer in terms of Giles on that left wing back, you're taking Kabore, who had a good first half, out of his position and putting him on the left where he's he's not comfortable. You're putting a a forward. Okay, he's not he's not a, a striker, but he's, he's probably like like a right forward and, and he can, if needs, needs to be playing that right wing-back role, but you'd rather have Kabore there. I think you're just changing too much and the, the, the changes are just too hard to get to grips with. And, and okay, again, as we said, Giles hasn't done enough and, uh, and we, we know defensively he... He is he's shaky, he's weak, and 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 he and he for he, uh, uh, what he's shown us, he will get found out at this level at times. But he's now had chances to to sort of in training to get up to the speed of the team, and you just have to just throw him in. You just have to buy that, like but you paid you paid five million pound, and he's so far down the pecking order now, where it's like, well, what is the point? And and, and you you see you see when we made that five million pound transfer, you thought, oh, that's a good sign. And he, he he's come from. A, a, a good level of of, of of performances last season and and whether he whether he hits the ground running or not you think over the long over the long term he's he's going to come good but you need to give him a chance in situations like yesterday where, where injuries um just go, just go against you and okay if if he'd stuck Ryan Giles at left wing back kept Kabore at right wing back and that se- that second half still happens i don't think people are as as sort of confused because you think well it is what it is like you've lost Lockyer, you've got Mengi, Osho and Bell as, as three set of halves who, from the, from the first, from, from from sort of the summer, do you think, are they going to be our starting three? No, I mean, individually, they're all good players, but you're losing Lock, Lockyer, Burke and Anderson, so we're already weak there as it is, you've, you're missing Doughty, so it, even that second half gets put in with that back five with Giles and the left and Kapoor in the right, you're still thinking that Okay, it is what well, it is, but it just adds to the confusion that that second half gets played out, and you've got a right foot Kabore on the left, and a and a and a, a forwards in Jacob Brown on the right, and it's just a a risk or just a a, a decision that I don't think you need to make. Um, for me personally, at some point you go to a back four. I think you have Bell left back, you have Kabore right back, then you have Mengi and Osha in the middle as a, as a four, and you add you add an, an extra body in midfield. I think we, we were comfortable in that first half, so. I would have taken that risk to go to a back four a bit earlier and gone to like a four-two-three-one or a four-three-three three maybe, um, and just give Morris some support. Morris first half did nothing as he has done for a while. Whether that is him or whether that's the system, I think we we, we can go into a debate on. Um, but you make that change instead, and you think, okay, well, we've lost defenders and we're lacking numbers, so let's take risk going let's take risk going forward and i add, add an extra man up top rather than doing. The square pegs in round holes in terms of brown on the right and then a, a right foot caboy on the left it's just yeah it's confusing for me um love edwards uh, he has absolutely loads of credit in the bank he's a premier league man- manager and i'm i'm just some stupid podcaster, right so it's not for me to 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 ha- have too much of a go but you, you just have to ask these questions and i think it's only right that Fans, not not just us, but every Luton fan has has a bit of a challenge and a bit a of, bit of a question as to why that that change was made made, and, and I think that that's a fair challenge to have.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting situation because I think um, you you fair it's completely fair in the criticism of of what happened. It's the fact when when people are dismissive and uh, saying Giles shouldn't ever play for this club and stuff like that something that, that's too far past the line because of course he has struggled and it's fair, it's, it's easy to see that he struggled technically I still think he's he, he adds a lot to quality um, his issue at the moment is he's definitely mental and he's taken a real confidence knock from what was a struggling start to the campaign and you think back to Kabore. Kabore at the start of the season struggled and the way he got through that was, was being played. Whereas Giles' situation, um, he's not being played. So I think that's definitely a part to do with it. I think a situation like this could resolve itself with additional game time, but but obviously that's not going to work for everyone. It's a, a real difficult situation. And when a player has taken a confidence knock, is, is like like Giles has evidently done. It's really difficult to, to know the right form of action. Of course, with Kaboré, it was playing him. And defensively, I think we're seeing a, a better and better Kaboré every week. Um, and you sort of apply the system of, of what he was doing at Middlesbrough last year. He was a high-flying full with, no, he was a left-back with limited defensive responsibilities. That's how attacking Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough were. Uh, but he's come into a completely different um, style of playing in a in a level that is foreign to him. Um, he might have had the odd few minutes for Wolves. I don't think he did. But um, but but ultimately, this is a, a much higher level. And when you have difficulties, it's quite hard to get back to that required level. Um, it's a it's a really difficult situation. I, I, I think he's a very talented player with good technical abilities both both going forward and in possession um defensively there there's work to be done um but i think it's mentally where where the most amount of work has to has to go in for him um and and people saying why is he even at this club why did we spend money on him um yeah, there's obviously a reason there is obviously a reason and i think he's proven in his loan spells that he's a quality, quality wing back. And I, I've even said to you, Jamie, that I don't believe fullback is his position. I think he'll play higher up the pitch. Um, so yeah, I hope we do see the best version of Ryan Giles at Luton Town um, and I hope we just see him back to to his confident self that he displayed, you know, in, in all of his previous loan spells. Um, yeah, yeah he, he's a good player that that, definitely has a very positive and bright future ahead of him i think that's the the bottom line
1: yeah and 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 there is this element of man management as well right where i mean i i didn't personally see it in particular but when when barkley had that instagram story on well on instagram obviously where pelly was dancing that video and apparently ryan giles was was sat in the background just really on his phone looking a bit bit glum despite a big three points against palace and clearly he's down about the situation he's Obviously, in in in, in, a, in a club that's fighting really hard, and by and large, the dressing room atmosphere is very positive. But you've got you've got a, a young lad there. What is he? 24, 25? So he's he's still fairly young, and he's he's probably again confidence is shot to pieces. Now he's not stupid either. When he's on the bench, seeing Tom Lockyer down with a stretcher at at, at half time, he's thinking, well, Edwards can do one or two things there. We have a place me as a defender and d- d- does a bit of a shift around, or you change formation to a back four. Now, if formation changed to a back four, as I said, you think he, G- Giles can't really have too much of a moment because that's a tactical switch up. But uh, now for him to see that, actually, no, we didn't change system, but he, Rob Edwards would rather put Jacob Brown a forward at right wing back. That that would just, it would almost damage his confidence even more, right? Cause it's it's one thing to be but sort of down in the pecking order behind Doughty, Bell, Kabore, and Evolve like Benet when he sort of or, or, when when he's played there a few times, but that's been like an in-game on the pitch move, and that's when we've been going for the game, so you could sort of see it. But then for Jacob Brown at time to come on like that damages his his is, is confidence, and you you almost think that the man management of Giles in that situation is probably worth more than more than sort of like the potential point that that we would have gained. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it is a bit confusing. But, we'll, yeah, we'll, it, it'd be interesting to see how it develops over the course of the next, I don't know, what, two months maybe. Does Giles get, get a loan move in January? Or uh, who knows? It's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens.
2: Definitely. I think looking at your situation as well, um, as, as you mentioned there, you cannot rule out a, a potential loan move. Um, this season was all about grinding, uh, all about the defensive and dirty work, whereas if we were to to remain in the division, naturally you start thinking a bit more progressive. How can we be better on the ball? How can we, um, you know, offensively create a lot more? I think that's sort of the natural progression. So, uh, yeah, what happens with Ryan Giles over the next sort of month, two months, is is going to be one to keep your eye on. Let's go on to, to the the main positive of Saturday, and that was... The Goal Ross Barkley doing Ross Barkley things in the middle of the midfield, playing a playing an inch perfect ball to Jacob Brown, who secured a, a second goal in two games. Jamie is becoming quite the goal scorer after a bit of a barren run. Um, what, what do you make of the goal? And, and Jacob Brown, a player that's starting to show some confidence in front of goal, that's you know an exciting prospect considering the, the difficulty he was having at the start of the campaign, what was finding the back of the net.
1: Yeah, and he did something what I think every Luton fan wants to see more of was a bit more of a shot from distance. Okay, it wasn't 25 yards away, but just on the edge of the box. He was happy been able just to get a shot away and drill it past Flecken. A great finish um, sort of in contrast to Ryan Giles is someone that's probably growing in confidence sort of game off the game now. having not come on and got, got the winner against Palace and then got a goal back to make it 2-1 against brentford and he's thinking yeah we I, I, I could have helped change the game here obviously it didn't turn out that way but still confidence going going really well um and just in general i thought the the ability the, the i guess the, the character of the team to despite being 2-0 down in the freezing cold um to be able to to put it back to 2-1 and make make us dream or believe for a few minutes that that we could do a forest again i think is i think it is a lot of kudos to the, the strength of the group. Uh, I a lot, a lot has to be said about that. Obviously, frustrating to concede the software uh, goal, um, but in that situation, despite everything, we, we, at two one, we still win the game, uh, and, and that's exactly what we want. We want to be in the game with sort of twenty minutes to go, um, so that's a positive. Um, Ross Barkley, not really a lot to say to be honest. Um, what a player, uh, probably for me. The best player at the club at the minute is 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 exactly what we we hoped he would be probably and 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 some uh, is he, he's got that ability now again without Nakamba to be able to just grab the game by by its neck and just try and get control of it um, and 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 that's what he's doing the way he can get out of sort of tight situation to keep hold of the ball and 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 find a spraying pass to either Chio or Kabore or or whatever, I thought he, he was excellent. Um probably man Le, man the match. I think Bell Bell was man of match first half, but I think given the second half and, and, and the the defensive issues, he can't he can't he can't get the, the sort of man Le match of the game. But I think Ross Barkley probably deserves it. And then for me an, another shout out to Chong. I thought I thought Chong was excellent in, in the minutes that he had. Uh was unlucky to I think be offside. I, I've not I've not seen it back yet, but it was, put, I think it, it seemed tight f- f- from my angle from the corner flag, um, so I think I think Chong deserves to, to keep starting as well. He he, he looks lively and he's you he can you can see the work he's put in in trading since his his stint in the team early in the season. Um, and then in in terms of going forwards, I mean Chong went to the left when Ogbeni came off and Townsend went on the right. And I would love to see Chong on the left, Ogbeni on the right against Arsenal. I've said it before and I'll say it again love Ogbené and and love love what he is for us and, and what he does for us to get us up the pitch but I think he's so restricted on his left foot on, on that left side and I would love just to you've got nothing to lose against Arsenal on Tuesday nothing to lose just stick him on on his strong side on the right just 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 do it I mean Cabal where you can't play against City on Saturday so you so you play him against Arsenal for sure and that, that on the right of Cabore and Anok uh, uh, Benet and left of hopefully Doughty if he's back and Chong and seems like it, it, it could work well. So I, I would love to see that. Um, but now going forward, it's definitely positive. I think we're, we're starting to, to to look a bit better in front of goal. Um, again, question marks on Morris. I thought Eli came on and, uh, and did well again for sort of like the, the second or third game running. Um, but we, I think we're starting to look like we have a few more ideas up top. Um and, and clearly, we've got two two big tests now against Gabriel and Saliba on Tuesday. And who knows on, on who, who it is on, on Sunday. It could be any any two of Vardy, Ake, Diaz, Stone, all world-class and a half, right? Um, but yeah, got nothing to lose. And uh, I think we can definitely cause problems.
2: let us head into a short break. When we're back, we'll talk all things Arsenal ahead of Tuesday night's clash
0: Head up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery delivery now on the McDonald's app there's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: We are back for part two of today's episode and with the schedule looking very, very championship-like as we head in to the Christmas period, it is Arsenal at home that is next on the agenda. Jamie, one, I am really, really looking forward to and, and first of all, Let's touch on some injury news. Uh, injury news that came on Friday, but of course we haven't had too much time to reflect upon it yet. Nakamba and Lokonga both making decent... Um, well, laconga particularly has been making excellent steps in his recovery. Um, it's been a while, been what nearly three months that he's been out. I think when we initially heard it looked like it was going to be January or even beyond where, when he got back, but he's back in full training Whether um you know obviously um arsenal game coming up so i don't he, he won't you be eligible play, for no. that one but, but that's probably a good thing there's no um decision whether to risk him or not um so you'd like to think he 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 will be available for the for the city game coming up all very good news um nakamba as well looks like he's getting back to full fitness and and we all know um Nakamba what in addition he has been at Luton Town Football Club and and, you know he's hit levels I think in the last sort of month or so that, that are of very high quality, especially next to Ross Barkley. So that's good. He's getting back to full fitness. Um Alfie Doughty, a bit of a question mark as to whether he'll be fit, but again, doesn't sound too serious. So you know, three bits of decent news coming from, from that presser. Obviously, none none featured against Brentford, but good to know that there's no real long-term issues that we have to be um, too concerned about.
1: Yeah, really good. And I think if you've been honest with yourself, probably two games that are almost well-timed, right? You, you, you want to have your strongest players fit for the games where you're most likely to get points. Um, so if if it means that we need to take to on the chill against Arsenal and City, so then they're back fit for Bournemouth, then so be it. Um, because the Bournemouth game clearly is the one that you target to get something from, even though they they've turned it around and they themselves are looking good. Um, especially with the result today against Villa. Um, so yeah, it squad wise is looking good. Le conga back will be will be huge. Clearly, you can't play to, uh, tomorrow. Um, not tomorrow, Tuesday. Well, it, it, it'd be tomorrow when it, when this is live, but. On Tuesday, um, so yeah, all, all good stuff. Nakamba, it was good that he's not out for a while. Don't, don't even know what the injury was, right? I, I, I don't think he came out, or I, or I wasn't paying attention. Um, thought Pelly has done all right, but clearly Nakamba's an upgrade on Pelly, um, and probably so is Conga despite us only having to see him for what was what about hundred minutes ac- across two games or something that, that we saw him for. Um, so yeah, all good stuff. Alfred Doughty being back would be huge. Um, even though Bell did really well against Brentford, um, but again, just just numbers, especially because Gboly can't play on Sunday against City because he'll be cup tied, not cup tied, but impairment club tied. Um, so yeah, I, it's sort of two games to get out of the way, uh, and then hopefully from from Bournemouth onwards, that that run of what Bournemouth, Newcastle, Sheffield United, Chelsea is is a pretty big big run of games. Okay, to two, two really tough home games, one relatively tough away and in, and away against Sheffield united so i think we probably let's not talk about that right now we'll leave that for, for a future pod but games that we can target for points more than these next two um so hopefully players get getting back fit at the right time
2: let's look at sort of the the i mentioned there the the schedule the fact that it's hectic going into to christmas and that could go one or two ways. Sometimes if a team's on a poor run, um, it, it can spiral and games come a bit too quickly. And, and before you know it, you're, you're a lot worse off than, than if you had a normal schedule. But I think Luton, I mentioned it at the top of the show, we've, we've had a real positive tendency to respond well after uh, difficulties and, and poor performances. And you know Arsenal is about as tough as it can get, uh, bar maybe Man City, which is Sunday. But you look at the game, you look at what happened against Liverpool, and you you really get a sense of we can put in a performance that we can be proud of, and we can ask questions of an Arsenal team that will be evidently target targeting this one as three points.
1: Yeah, and you, you said you said at the start of the segment it was a championship schedule. Okay, it's, it's Premier League teams and. Sort of Champions League teams for, for 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 a lot of it, um. But it, it's ultimately a championship schedule, and we've got players that are used to the the sort of three games in a week nature of, of of the championship. So we've got players that that that, that have the, the ability to just just go again, um, the mental strength to just go again. Like even if we were to let's say lose four 0 back to back against Arsenal and City, I, I I don't think that the players will get too down, given a the, the sort of games that they are and. And be the sort of players that they are in terms of the mental strength. Um, so I think it would be a good thing. I think obviously it gets dark early now, so most games nowadays are under the lights. So Newcastle three pm or on that twenty third will be a bit under the lights. Same with Chelsea, or actually that's midday. So that that won't be. Um, but I, 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 I'm I'm positive with the schedule given the sort of the the experiences that we've had over the past years. I think when. When the going's got tough, we've somehow been able just to pull points out of nowhere. Um, so hopefully we, we we can scramble a few together in, in the tough games and then make the most of the the, the easier ones. Um, so yeah, I'm positive. And I was saying to some some of the guys in the train back, obviously they they were thinking, "Oh, bloody hell, it's Arsenal awesome City." But um, I was like, "You just have to enjoy it. Like this is exactly why we want to be in this league is for." Players like Bakaya Saka and Erling Holland to come to Kenworth Road. Um, so if you don't enjoy these games, then what's the point of even being here in the first place? E- even if the even if the result goes against us massively, um, you just have to enjoy them. Clearly, we we, we want to put up a fight. Both games are on TV, um, Arsenal being on Amazon Prime and and City on on, on Super Sunday. Um, but it's it, it's the 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 time for us to to show the world what we're made of because. Okay, we've been on TV like a Luton West Ham, but not everyone will probably watch that that Luton West Ham sort of game. But if you if you're against the big boys like an Arsenal or City, that's that's when everyone really take um, sort of takes note of of the sort of performance that, that we can put in. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm I think positive is the wrong word because I'm I'm a realist and and I don't expect anything from these next two, but. I'm positive in terms of the performance that we can put in. We show against Liverpool how good we can be against the big teams and we're very unlucky to to not get three points and I don't think Arsenal were much better than Liverpool. I think over the course of the season, Liverpool have been, good as, have been as good as Arsenal. Um, so I think if we can put in the performance we did against Liverpool, then why can't we against Arsenal?
2: I think it's only natural that we draw comparisons to Liverpool and I guess my 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 question will be, do we expect a similar approach to that Liverpool game um, where we you know, we were quite aggressive in the way we pressed in moments, but we also gave respect to, to the opposition. Um, Arsenal, like Liverpool, are a team that, that attack with good width. They've got quality in wide areas. Um, very, very front-footed. Do you expect, um, if Lutonard to get anything from this game, then we can see a game plan that's very, very similar to, to the one we deployed against Liverpool?
1: Yeah, I think we have to. I think there's yeah, there's definitely similarities in terms of Arsenal and Liverpool. Um, Liverpool probably a bit more aggressive in their press compared to compared to Arsenal, who are a bit more passive, but but a bit more brave on the ball and probably have that little bit more 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 quality and in, in midfield. Um, but I think I think we can't be stupid, right? I think we have to be exactly as we were against Liverpool. I thought game plan was was nigh on perfect for ninety five minutes, albeit we benefited from a, a sort of a few less than, less than clinical spells for liverpool but we, we have to ride our luck in these games if, if if arsenal are on form then they beat us As simple as if if, if like we we can't limit arsenal to no chances for 90 minutes so they'll get their chances we just have to hope that they don't put that the, the, they don't put them away um so yeah same again um and yeah i think the, the front three is fairly similar to liverpool white right, in terms of they've got two very good good wide men um Probably a, a less than clinical uh, centre forward in Jesus, a bit like Darwin. Um, But, yeah, still very good players, Um, but very technical players. I think that that, that they're going to try a lot of sort of tidy, one-touch football and, uh, uh, and try and pull our shape apart. And that's what we need to be careful on, of not doing. I think if we're too aggressive in the press, then they'll, they'll pull us apart because um, that's what they can do with their one-twos and their sort of that they're, they're, they're around the corners to to, 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 to those midfield runners um declan rice for me one of the best midfielders in in, in the, the league at least potentially in europe as well um so he's going to be able to to, 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 hold, to hold their shape and just sort of run the game for them um so yeah it's going to be a, obviously a very tough game um but yeah i, I think we, we can put in the same performance as, as, as we did against Liverpool
2: And of course, this is us coming up against the the current um, league leaders. Arsenal top 33 points in their first 14. Of course, they came second last season, gave Man City a very, very good push. Evidently, will be um, sort of annoyed and uh, uh, aggrieved by the fact that last season, the end of last season, didn't really pan out the way it could possibly have had for them. Uh, so, uh, as I, I sort of look at games as well that that really cost them last season, there was a few the few games against teams that were in that relegation battle that, that they dropped points against. Do you think that will play a part in, in Tuesday's game? The fact that you know teams of our kind of level last season gave them problems. Do you think that will you know creep into their thinking, creep into the thinking of Mikel Arteta? Um, and do you think that's something that we can try and exploit?
1: Hopefully, I think we have to look for every every chance we have and and every weakness. And if if there's a bit of a mental weakness there, then then hopefully we can exploit it. We all know the atmosphere that Kenny can provide, and I think the Liverpool game for me was the best atmosphere this season. So so we as fans need to take it on our shoulders and try and replicate that environment. Um, try and get get at them first ten minutes and try and put them up, put them under pressure. Um, and see if there is that mental weakness there. Fundamentally, it's on us to to test potential Premier League champions, and if if they come to us and manage to win at a canter despite us playing really well, then that's also kudos to them and a team that right rightfully probably say that they're they're they're, they're t- title challenging, and and obviously there's a lot of good teams in there with City, Spurs played out obviously an awesome game today, um, got Liverpool. There's a lot a lot of good teams in that, but you can't drop many points nowadays in the premier league or you, or you won't win the league um you, you definitely have to aim for that 90 point plus mark nowadays um so games like Tuesday night for Arsenal are really important that they, they, they need to come to us and, and they need to show their dominance um so yeah i think it's going to be a very interesting first 15 minutes i think if if we manage to get at them and try and exploit a bit of mental weakness that we can and and put them under pressure, then it could be a tough game for them.
2: And of course, player availability will dictate where the key battles will be, but, but looking at it as if, um, I, I guess you've got the, the availability that we did have at the end of Brentford and, and a couple of players that we've spoken about potentially in the frame of a return. Where do you see those key battles being, Jamie? Um, Chill, Bene, we mentioned him at the start. Uh, sorry, during the Brentford game, um, the potential for him to play left or right. You you fancy him on the right? Do you think that could be a very good um, and potentially fruitful avenue for Luton up against whoever it be? Zinchenko, I think, is continuing to play there. Um, yeah. And then obviously that the other side you want to see Brown. Uh, you you want to see Chung there? Sorry. So do you think those are? are sort of avenues of seeing success and we know well our and fans have got to see um very closely how impactful ross barkley can be do you think that having having a threat you know both wings and central do you think that could be massive for us going forward
1: yeah i think going forwards we always have to try and exploit the wide areas i think that's probably where we're strongest and where most teams are weakest in this league, I think. In terms, of, if you look at the, the fullback area, that's where that's where most teams can be got at. Zinchenko is an excellent player, but he comes inside a little bit and tries to play a bit of a, a sort of a auxiliary central midfielder at times. So, is there going to be space at the back for Brennan to get to get in behind or Townsend or Chog, whoever it may be? Um, so that's going to be an interesting one. On on the on their right, you've got. You know, it's Tommy Asu, but Ben White might, might be back. So if it is on Ben, a, can can he try and get at players that probably are more central defenders in nature rather than uh, actual sort of out and out fullbacks? Um, midfield Ross Barkley has been our best player in recent weeks. Declan Rice, I've just I've sort of said how good he he is and and how I think he is. Um, so so can Ross Barkley do a job on Declan Rice? Is going to be interesting. Um. And then, obviously, defensively, they've got a lot of threats. Saka on their right, Martinelli on their left and Jesus up top. Um, so, can Lockyer pull through for Tuesday? Uh, can we get Burke back, maybe? Um, Mengi and Osho, hopefully. Well, I think Osho finished the game, but can Mengi get back fit? Um, can Doughty get back fit to to, to defend against uh, Saka? Or, or can Lockyer get back fit so you can put Bell there, maybe? Um, ball against Martinelli all over the pitch there's there's some really interesting matchups and it'd be be really interesting to see how the game plays out um we could have to see how our players pull through from from saturday if if we lose lockki and Mengi and Doy's out then yeah it's probably gonna probably gonna be a long night
2: let's get into some score predictions now jamie um as we all know, Mr Optimistic, that's your tag. Is it going to be three points?
1: Um, no, I, I think given the current the current team news and the current injury status, I think a lot of it rides on that. Um, going on who I think may or may not be back, I think it's going to be really tough to try and get something on, on Tuesday. I think it's probably a game too far for us at the minute. I think if if we had the squad available to with Liverpool against Arsenal, I think we can definitely ma- match that performance. But there's there's a few key players out: the Camber, Doughty, probably Lockyer, maybe or Mengi. Um, so no, I think it's gonna be a, a really tough night for us on Tuesday. I think there's not not gonna be a a, a sort of a, a lack of effort or, or or lack of quality in some areas. Um, but I just think it's probably a game too far given given the current injury list. So I'm gonna go for Arsenal three one.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna sort of join you on the fact that player availability is going to be key. Um, you, you mentioned Nakamba and Doughty massively important for us and and the way that we defend and also the the way we go forward as well. Um, so yeah, two very difficult situations because ideally those two are two of the first names on the team sheet so yeah it's going to be tough if we're without them but but ultimately um we have shown that we can deal in their absence i'm going to go to one arsenal i expect another good performance i expect canny to be to be rocking like we know like we know it can and yeah I expect us to put up a good fight. Uh, uh, Quality and glimpses pressing well, but yeah, I do think that that going forward, Arsenal do possess that little bit more quality than than Liverpool. Um, and as you mentioned as well, I think that the first fifteen minutes could be could be pivotal as to how that that um, how the game progresses. You, you look at Arsenal in in recent weeks; they've started games very very well. Um, they have tuned up in in quite quick time against Wolves um, during the week. They, they were four goals up in 35 minutes I think against uh, a decent French outfit in lawn um so yeah they are a, a fantastic outfit sit top of the Premier League for a reason um, and it's gonna be an exciting test a test that I'm sure all of our players will be relishing. Well that is it for today a big thank you Jamie for joining and a big thank you to everyone watching and listening at home. Um as we, as we mentioned there, it's the game coming up on Tuesday. So the next pod coming up Thursday will be a Arsenal review and a Man City preview. The games do not get any easier. But until next time, it is goodbye from us.
0: Days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at Participating Restaurants 18 Plus Serving Times Delivery Fee and Terms Apply. See McDonald's.com.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.